Yo, what's up? It's your girl DJ Narc. What's going on? I have to start this by saying that I'm in a really, really, really angry mood. And I haven't been angry, like really angry in a while. Even when really fucked up shit happened last year. Like really, really terrible shit. I didn't get angry. I got more faithful. So it has been a minute. Portugal. I got angry in Portugal. Uh, when that woman tried to stiff us uh, by presenting this terrible apartment in Lisbon. I don't know if I told you guys about that. Anyway, but it was momentary. You know, it was like 15, 20 seconds. When you're an angry person, or life has made you that way, you become kind of a connoisseur of the different stages of it. You know when you can talk to people. You know when they shouldn't talk to you, but you have no problem talking to them. And you also know when no one should be talking to you. That's where I am right now. Both my phones are on Do Not Disturb. All the lights are off because I really don't want anyone to make the mistake of bumping into me right now or knocking on my door or trying to speak to me. That's how angry I am. And maybe I've been waiting for a day like this to talk about all the different things that are going on. Remember in Heat when Al Pacino says, because, you know, she says, why don't you share these things with me? And he says, because I need to hold on to my angst. It's what keeps me sharp. Admittedly, having these wonderful few months where I've been praying as much as I can, you know, getting to that five times a day point, alhamdulillah, like everything is just really great, you know? Um, ever since everything went well in court, mashallah, and Bob has been able to travel, there's really nothing to complain about. And you know me, I'm not the type to quibble about small things. Like small, terrible things happen all the time. That's just life. And I've also come to a point where I realized that, or I've been taught so many times now that I've understood it finally, that every single thing that happens to you on this test board, in this on this game board, is meant to bring you closer to the divine. And if you could only see that in every situation, then you would never feel the kind of anger I'm feeling now. Which is why I'm saying it's been a long time since I've been this angry. Anger is so very close to despair. You know, it's like you get angry so you don't fall off the cliff that is despair, which is completely not allowed in Islam, right? Uh, you are not allowed to despair at all, right? Um, so in many ways, a lifesaver, which is generally how angry people come about. They had to become that way to survive. It's absolutely for certain uh, accurate in my case. But I think also angry people are very prone to becoming quite stern and quite religious later in life because their anger builds up their strength by keeping their boundaries solid, even if they don't know that's what's going on. They may just think that they're a really angry person and they don't really get along with people. But what I've noticed 45 years into the game here is that most of the people who are amenable to other people's ideas and super friendly and very 
oh, I, this is not including Sages. Sages are able to do this and still be themselves and not be complete fucking sellouts, and I don't know how they do it, and I have so much admiration for them for being, being able to do it. But everybody else is just full of shit. They let people walk on their boundaries. They let people hurt them. They let people say stupid shit to them. They, and I've always been very proud of the fact that those things don't happen to me because I am so angry, because I am so quick to anger, right? But as you get older, you've maintained your boundaries so well, whether it's healthy or unhealthy, right, that you have developed this space that's uniquely your own and is very private. And in that space, without question, God always appears. And so I've found that very stern people, people with very hard upbringings, very hard lives, later in life they become deeply, deeply faithful, whether it's to a spirituality or a god or anything in between, yoga, um, eating really well, helping others. You know, everything is prayer. Everything is a practice in the divine. Uh, if, you, if you have the heart, if you have the intention. And so that's how I'd like to approach this. I am very much teetering on the edge of despair. I'm so angry. Um, but also I've had this genuine change of heart. So somewhere in the middle there, yeah, is where we are now. And I think I have been waiting for a day like this because the things that we need to talk about, honestly, I think I wasn't doing it because I'm just having a great time, alhamdulillah, and I'm like feeling good. And I know that talking about this stuff is going to make me so fucking mad that like it's going to ruin my fucking day. It's going to ruin my week. It's going to ruin like, I'm sorry. I don't know if this is selfish or weird, but I'm not willing to sacrifice one 10 second interaction with my kid for anything. I don't care if it's fucking global politics or world shit or this or that. Like I'm not ruining or souring the atmosphere with my child because of anything. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's really hard to sit down and talk about stuff that's so fucking vile on so many levels. And, and the most frustrating part being that the most important levels of this are just not being talked about at all. Right? So I know exactly why I got permanently fucking banned off TikTok. First of all, fuck TikTok. Okay? Because where I was going, someone wrote me and said that last that last TikTok you put up, I knew you were going to get banned. And I got banned within five minutes of putting that up. How are we singling out one company for child exploitation when every fucking branch coming off of that company and every adjacent company is doing, and every person they have working for them who has children? One of the arguments that Balenciaga said is that, oh, these are, these are our employees' children. Bro, that doesn't make it better. That makes it worse. And do you realize, and this is one of the things, that, yo, smoke it if you got it, because I'm fucking in the mood. You know what? You know what kind of mood I'm in right now? I'm in the kind of mood that even though all the fucking lights are off and I'm sitting here in the fucking dark, I wish somebody would knock on my fucking door. That's the kind of fucking mood I'm in. I wish they would. I wish they would. I've told the big gay rapist story many times on the live, but if you haven't heard it yet, my little brother's name, my nickname for me is Big Gay Rapist. Here's how the story goes. Some unsuspecting fucking burglar broke into a fucking house, not realizing that the guy who lived there was like a 6'6 big gay rapist. And he would bring people home from nightclubs or whatever and keep them in his apartment for a week and like basically sexually assault them and then let them go. So when this fucking burglar w broke into the wrong fucking house, right, and he... 
encountered the big gay rapist, and then a week later, the motherfucker let him go. Okay, so that's my little brother's nickname for me. This is the move, like, and he always uses that analogy, he always uses that nickname when he's talking about, like, like, I'll be like, oh, somebody left, like, a stupid comment on my shit, or somebody was saying some shit on the live, and he's like, oh, see, they don't know, it's like, they're, they're the burglar, they're breaking into the big gay rapist house, they have no idea what's gonna happen to them, that's how I feel right now, so smoke it if you got it, okay, let me fucking talk to you about something, do you realize, this is why I don't like, you realize I didn't say nothing about the, oh, you know, the B-A-A-L spells ball, you know, I didn't go down that road, right, you noticed that, right, when are y'all gonna learn that if I'm not doing something, it's because it's fucking corny? What? What? You wanna talk about ball? Are you fucking kidding me? It wasn't enough for you guys when the fucking Panama Papers came out and Hillary fucking Clinton's advisor was talking about how they were cutting up chicken heads to Moloch in the backyard? You, 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 you had to wait for this? This is where you fucking wake up and go, oh, do you know what ball is? Are you fucking kidding me? Move on. Move on. You're stuck in like 2010. I don't even want to have this fucking conversation. But you know what is important? And what they were doing that still nobody's talking about? And this shit was so fucking gutsy? Oh my god. Okay. You realize that the only reason those court papers are under that bag is because they knew what they were doing was child porn. It was brazen. It was a way to say Hey, if you try to come at this, if you try to come at us about this, don't. Because we're putting the Supreme Court precedent right in your face. So don't even fucking try it. Okay, one, that's opening the door. Two, that means that they had complete knowledge of the campaign that they were creating. They actually worked back from the Supreme Court decision to what they could get away with. So what does the Supreme Court decision say? As long as the child is not physically engaging in the act, it's okay. Now who paid for that legislation? And how far does that rabbit hole go? And these people were saying to you, we're gonna put this in your face. It was very aggressive actually. This whole like, it says ball and it's a conspiracy. It's not a fucking conspiracy. They weren't hiding shit. They had this bitch with her fucking three-year-old daughter sleeping in that Lala Mish bitch's house and putting it on Instagram. What the fuck are you guys talking about? None of this was hidden. This was brazen. Like, listen, we're the top 1%. We have all the money. You have no money. We're back to the feudal system in case you guys hadn't realized. And now we start to show you our perversion up front. And before you decide to fucking come at us with moms against drugs or sad or whatever, you know, moms against dr mad, whatever. Yeah, here's the Supreme Court document. Shut the fuck up. Now. As brazen political statements go, it's well done. It's very well done. There's just one thing they didn't count on. They didn't count on how much we all genuinely, from our heart, hate Kim Kardashian. That's it. That's it. Listen, what Balenciaga did is not in good taste. It's perverse. All the little details, perverse. But they gave you the documentation right in the same campaign that says, listen, none of this is illegal. The Supreme Court has already said that we could do this. We're opening the door because we are the 1% and we're going to start doing this stuff openly now. We've been doing it for a long time. But now that we've taken 
all your money away and you have nothing, now we're going to start doing it in your face. And just in case you didn't remember, we own the fucking courts. Here's the fucking court paper to prove it. Go fuck yourself. We're going to do this. We're going to do this to your kids. We're going to do it in front of everybody. We're going to keep doing it. Just as long as it's in within the spirit and the letter of the fucking law. I don't even want to get into the what the fucking spirit of that law is, but I digress. Okay, let me not digress. What they didn't count on is that we hate this bitch. And I want to talk about this because it's worth talking about. We do. Even if you're like, I don't really. No, you do. You do. You hate this bitch. You know you do. And I can tell you why. <coughs> Nobody likes somebody who jumps ship. That's like crazy, right? Once someone jumps ship, once someone's off the team, once someone's not in the gang anymore, once someone's not repping the set, it's like, bye. You know what I mean? There's one thing that people find even more crazy than that. Than someone who will keep talking to someone who's no longer in the group. There's one thing that people find crazier than that. It's the person that tries to come back. That's on another level. You ever had a friend group and one friend did something really fucked up and then they tried to like get back in the group or like clicks in school or on a team, one person does really fucked up and then the next day they expect you all to play like a team even though you're, it happens to doctors, it happens to athletes, it happens to actors on set, right? You go out drinking the night before, you had a great day on set, they say something fucking stupid or come on to you or some stupid shit and the next day they're acting like nothing happened. They're like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Okay. And the reason we dislike this person the most is because they have no shame. None. They can walk into a room where they have stabbed everybody in the back and sold everybody out with a shining, bright, smiling face. Now, on one level, this is very impressive. But it's also fucking terrifying. It's uncanny valley terrifying. Are you even fucking human? Do you not have a shred of shame? Should you not be hiding your face? Do you not know what the fuck you've been doing? Do you not know that we all know what the fuck you've been doing? How do you have the gall to walk in here with your fucking face like this? Like, what is going on? You're a fucking sellout. You've sold everybody out whenever you could. But then you come back around the very next day on your whole shit. Hi, buy my stuff. What? Bro. And you know what? Balenciaga didn't count on that. And you know what? That is that this, this thing they can't figure out that they're all sitting in fucking boardrooms right now scratching their heads trying to figure out how to save her fucking career and how to save this fucking brand. Goodbye to both of them. You know what it is that they didn't count on and they can't seem to wrap their heads around? It's very simple. It's called dignity. That's all. Yeah, there is a Supreme Court document. You're right. Yeah, that you, the porn industry and all the people that run it paid a lot of money and finessed all the right lobbyists and finessed all the right judges to get you to pass that heinous law. You're right. But using it, pushing it to the edge, insinuating things that are so heinous, well, that's a choice. 
You can interpret that law however you want. You could have interpreted that law in great outrage and said, why is this a law? This is fucked up. Instead, you decided to go exactly the other way. Now let's talk about those dolls. If you look at that cunt stylist's page, you'll see that she uses teddy bears in replacement for children, often, for her inspo photographs. The reason those children that you see in those Balenciaga ads weren't Kim Kardashian's children because she offered them up and they said no. The reason you don't see them allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Anyway, this is all DJ Narc. This is all poetic license. If none of you have figured this out by now, this is all art. The reason they couldn't use those kids is because they were too big. The kids that you need holding those dolls have to be a certain size. Follow me here. That campaign was a catalog. It's a gift catalog, right? Everything on there is a gift. Let me say that again. Everything on that page is a gift that you can buy. Now, some of these models, some of these gifts you have in certain sizes already. You have toys for them in that size. You have all kinds of accoutrements. So when that child is holding a much, much, much smaller thing with all kinds of very interesting BDSM on it, what do you think that teddy bear is a stand-in for? The child in the picture has to be a certain size, so you can really see how small the next size down is. Do you honestly think that those BDSM things were made to be on that bear? Or are they functional? I'm going to go ahead and bet they're functional. Okay. So, even then, even then, oh, Umber, that's so far-fetched. Okay, allegedly. Even then, forget that. They would have gotten away with it. I'm telling you now, fashion people are very shrewd. There were many conversations had about this. They knew exactly what they were doing. Fashion is a money game, okay? Where there's money, there are talks. There are meetings. This is like, look at, at SBF, Sam Beckman-Fried. He got arrested too. This, th when it comes to money, you can't fuck around. Everybody everywhere wants it, and they want it from you, Okay? That's how you have to start looking at all these brands and all these people trying to pitch you shit and all these people going on Instagram and telling you, buy this, buy this, buy this. Every single person is trying to take your money away from you. <laughs> and we know from study after study, the poorest nations are the most charitable and give the most aid. The poorest people give the most to charity. They don't just want to take it from you. They want to take it from you and they want to hoard it. So let's get back to the point. Balenciaga was going to get away with it. I'm telling you, they were going to get away with it. But they just did not anticipate the fucking anger that has been brewing in all of us. And I'm going to walk you through it. If you think that deep inside you are not fucking furious with the Kardashians for what they did to scramble Kanye West's brain, think again. 
because I watched something the other day that actually, I'm telling you, actually physically made my blood run cold. Like I had to sit down for a second because my blood got cold. And I was like, whoa, that's a real expression. Like my blood actually ran cold. This is what I watched. I watched something about how if you give people a cocktail of a certain type of drugs, you can just give it to them once. You basically chemically lobotomize them. Then it dawned on me that Kim Kardashian's manager is the one that put Britney Spears in the conservatorship. And she had him hooked up with that intelligence guy from Canada who was learning how to give people cocktails to scramble their brain and get them to do what he wanted. He admitted to that himself when he was being trained by Canadian intelligence. Then we have that text message from him openly threatening to do exactly that. Because, you know, the thing with Kanye is that he's telling the truth, but you hate him for telling the truth. I know this life. So you can't trust him. And it's weird because I've I've even noticed this in some of my friends. And I've actually decided that I'm going to cut a couple of people off for even joking about it. You just because you don't believe the crazy shit that happens to me doesn't mean you get to act all like, oh, wow, you were right when the proof comes up. I don't want to be around people where I need to show you proof. Either you know that my life is fucking insane and I'm telling you what I'm telling you. You're lucky I'm fucking telling you anything. But when those people turn around and go, oh, wow, when like something comes up, like a text message or, you know, something, something. And they're like, oh, my God, that's true. Oh, my God. Did you think I was fucking lying about that? What the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you be hanging out with someone you thought was lying about something like that? That's crazy. So the thing is, with people like him, with people like me, with people like Bob Dylan, this is a Gemini snake thing. We're telling you things that are so crazy, that are so futuristic is the only way to put it. And they're so vulnerable. They're so vulnerable to the point where it makes you uncomfortable. Like, ooh, don't tell us that. That you have a hard time believing us. So just imagine if I was talking to you about this and that message, that text message that he has never come out and denied that he sent hadn't come out. Drink something. Just imagine. I could be saying exactly the same shit and you'd be like, I don't know, Amber. I don't know. I don't know. But you have the message from him where he says, A, B, C, D. I will have you chemically lobotomized. And you know what it made me think of? It made me think of the night that that psych psychiatric unit of cops showed up in my door and that was right around the time that all the shit happened with my bank accounts being closed all the shit with my taxes You know, I think the first time he went in the hospital when they took him, I think he was meant to never come out. 
I think he was meant to be Britney Speared and put straight into a conservatorship because the thing is, Kardashian money is in the wind. They got to make things to keep that money coming. Genius, art, you don't have to do anything. It lasts the test of time. It'll make money forever. His songs, if they had the rights to his songs, they'd be set. They would never have to sell you another piece of underwear again. Do you understand? I don't think he was meant to come out. But he's so... He's so smart. He's so smart. Okay, if you're thinking, oh my God, I can't believe you're saying this. Didn't you hear what he said about Nazis? Okay, let's address it right away. Do you know... Okay, when I talked to the customs guy, remember I told you on the live that the, they opened up all my luggage at customs? I was laughing because I started having like a whole lecture with him about modified citrus pectin. I was like, if you know who anyone who's been diagnosed with cancer, you need to get them on this right away because it kills the glue that holds the tumors together. Uh -uh. And he was like, oh, wait. And he wrote it down. He's like, I, I know someone who just got diagnosed. And I wanted to be like, but then I didn't say that. Um, so when I was talking to him, he was like, oh, your kid, like, how old's your kid? And I was like, 15. And he was like, oh, yeah, they get expensive. I was like, yeah, word. Like, I always thought, like, little homie was expensive, but, like, it gets worse and worse. And he was like, yeah, my niece is, like, 14 or something, and she wants easy slides for her for Christmas. And I backed up, and I showed him my feet, and I was like, look, like, I don't wear anything else. Like, Sorry. Like, I know, I don't care. Like, I've never been that girl that wore shoes for guys, even though I know guys are, like, really into shoes. I think guys need a hobby. I think guys need to get a life. Like, if my shoe choice is what's making the decision for you about whether or not to, like, have genital contact with me, you need to get a fucking life. You're a loser. Okay. Um, I wear slides. I wear those easy slides. I have them in every color. I wear them everywhere all the time. I wear socks. Those big scrunchy socks from the 90s because they're back in. So I just, yes. And slides. I wear them all the time, everywhere, with everything. Because I've never worn a more comfortable shoe. And my posture is perfect in them. And I don't have to make myself stand up straight. And I don't know. They're fucking perfect. And you don't have to take them off at the airport. And they weigh nothing. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I showed him my shoe and I was like, and I was like, oh, are you not like a like a Kanye fan? Like, you know, because now you got to ask. And this was after the whole shit that he said. And he looked at me, he said, what? Man, I love Kanye. And I was like, oh, okay, me too. And he was like, yeah, fuck all that. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Um, and I said, well, you know, what he, I was like, the thing is that people don't get how smart he is. And he goes... I know where you're going with this, but go. And I was like, yo, the next thing he's going to say, and he started nodding his head. And I was like, yo, the next thing he's going to say is if I'm wrong for this, right? I'm wrong for saying that I love Nazis. I'm wrong for this. Then how the fuck are y'all giving billions of dollars to people walking around with Nazi fucking embroidered fucking patches on their uniforms? And the customs guy looked at me and he just... He went, yup, that's it right there. I said, yeah, that's fucking it. He was like, yeah, that's it. He's like, this whole shit is such bullshit. We're literally funding Nazis over there. And I was like, yeah, we are. 
Yo, you guys need to wake up. Whatever you think is going on over there, you saw some fucking commercials. I told you I'm angry today. I don't give a fuck. You saw some commercials with some little blonde children, and all of a sudden your heartstrings were like, oh my god, these people need help. Meanwhile, meanwhile, they're fucking shooting fish in a barrel in Gaza, and you don't give a fuck fuck and it's been going on for 20 fucking five years you don't give a fuck but you saw like one advertisement of some like little blonde kid with blue eyes and they always they're so fucking racist every help ukraine poster is some kid with platinum hair and big huge blue eyes it's disgusting honestly can we just like an aside for a moment on racism there is nothing about humanity that disgusts me more than y'all thinking that y'all are special because you were far away from the sun. Like, I don't know how else to put it. It is the most unattractive, disgusting, uneducated, dumb thing that I have ever encountered in man, animal, plant. There is nothing dumber in the entire fucking world than a person who thinks that because their epigenetics traveled further away from the equator, farther away from the equator, they're somehow better. You know what that says to me? What that says to me is that you don't have enough melanin to be smart enough to know better. That's the conclusion I've come to. Again, after 45 years of being here, that's the conclusion I've come to, is that maybe melanin makes you smarter because you have to be special, touched, like from birth. There's got to be something wrong with you if you think that genetics traveling away from the equator somehow made you better. Just, just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just had to put that in there because it's such like it's like on everybody's mind and everybody's thinking about it all the time and everybody's always talking about it. It's fucking disgusting. It's fucking disgusting. And every time, every single time I see it, this is exactly how I feel. It never lessens. It never deadens. It never it lose never loses its potency in how fucking stupid it is. That's the worst part. It's not even like the evil. The evil is so evil that it's beyond like mentioning. It's so evil. But forget that. Forget the just absolute evil that it breeds. It's embarrassingly stupid. Like, have you never read a book? Do you know how cell walls work? Do you know what melanocytes are? Do you know? You're so stupid and uneducated that I can't breathe around you like I want you to die I wish you would die this is how I feel around racist people every time I'm around a racist person I'm like god it would be so much better if you weren't here why are you here taking up space and air and food and all types of shit like literally you're a fucking waste you're you're getting in the way you're taking up resources from people who are smart enough to survive whatever's coming next because you're not going to survive if you think if you're out there and you're one of those people that has like a tinge of racism, I'm telling you now, you're not going to survive. What's coming next? You won't survive it. When law breaks down and the money system breaks down, people are going to take one look at you and they're going to see that sliver of racism in you and they're going to shoot you in the head and they're going to keep it moving. OK, because it's going to be Mad Max. All these things that right now you don't think you need, like likability, like getting along with people, like understanding people from other cultures. My friend. 
that time is so much closer than you think. I've been reading all these books on the fall of empires and the fall of civilizations. Wow, this shit happens fast. Literally, 25, 35 years, boom, that's a lifetime. That's it. And then it's over. And it's going to happen again. Because y'all let them get way too much power again. And they started throwing it in your face again. That they were going to eat your fucking kids. Again. (laughs) But what this entire happy horse fuck group didn't count on was how much we hate this woman. Smoke it if you got it, and then we can talk about it. I'm just going to grab mine. Oh, and if you were wondering, like, why were you so angry all day? I was angry all day because I got food poisoning, and I've been throwing up for the better part of 14 hours straight. (laughs) I was dry heaving so much I couldn't breathe. That's why I'm angry. Um, So... What they didn't count on was how much we fucking hate her. And why do we hate her? Well, they did something to Kanye in there. He survived it. But I don't think he came out altogether there. And I think all it did is make him more strident, in his opinion. He he thinks they're going to kill him. He's got it in him. He's chilled. You know, when you get scared, when you just know. I knew before that psychiatric team showed up at my door, I knew something was wrong. Remember on the live? I knew. When someone is out to get you, you know, you feel it. He feels it. And I don't think he's worried about himself anymore. I think he's genuinely really, really, really worried about his kids. And I don't think that Balenciaga thought that we would parlay their very poor taste into an indictment on someone who's basically holding these four black children hostage and making them dance for money. <laughs> it's I told you this, and it got me in so much trouble in that podcast I did where I, I told you all of this was going to happen. I told you this. And at the time, nobody was thinking about it. And I, I told you, the TikTok, I told you, I told you. Because when your brand relies on youth and beauty, you won't survive. Because youth and beauty doesn't survive. Now, you could have parlayed it into something else, but you didn't. You didn't make yourself into a household beauty name. You're just an ass and a face. So sooner or later, when you lose your ass or people get tired of looking at your face, that's it for you. I told you in that podcast, I told you the kids are the next crop that they need to, you know, cultivate because they themselves, there's nothing sellable anymore. I think what you're seeing, I think what people saw when they looked at those ads, even though her kids weren't in it, we immediately thought of her because she's gone out of her way to rebrand herself as a mom when she was done ignoring everybody, including her kids, to fuck a 28-year-old. Okay. Or pretend to fuck a 28-year-old. Who even knows? 
I think the reason it's easy, allegedly, to sell Pete is because, you know, Scorpio, he'll fuck you too. Like, even if you're paying him to pretend to be your boyfriend, he'll fuck you anyway. You know, like, no skin off his back. That's the thing about Scorpios. Scorpio men can be so base that way. And the worst part is they pretend to be very noble. I told you I was mad. I got so mad I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Yeah. So, when you rebrand yourself as a mom, right, then as soon as people see something you're associated with and has kids in it, understandably, you know, you're just going to be like, okay, say something. And that was all it would have been. She had just come out as soon as it happened, even if it was just a story on her Instagram. I don't like to give this advice away for free, you know, (laughs) but like, take it. I'll give it to you. Should have just come out and did a little filtered story and been like, oh my God, are you guys seeing what's going on? I'm just like, I'm so weirded out or like, you know, whatever in your parlance. Uh, Oh my God, you guys, you know, something stupid, Uh, stupid, stupid, stupid. I'm going to find out what's going on. I'll be back. Stupid, stupid, stupid. And then, and that would have been it. And people would have been like, Oh my God, no. As soon as all the stands who are just, I've realized that the only people that are like Kardashian fans are people with super, super low self-esteem because that's what they all share in common because they have super, super low self-esteem. It's narcissistic parenting. That's what it does to you. Um, it's okay. It's true. It's just, you know, something to work on, not market and make money off of. <laughs> but, okay. All those super, super low self-esteem people would have been like, no, as soon as it happened, she came out and did a story because she's a mother. And that would have been it. And no matter what came out after that, no matter if you stayed with the brand or didn't stay with the brand, whatever, people would be like, no, she said something right away. She's like really freaked out. She's just like us. But the thing about new money, new money doesn't want to be like you. The nature of new money is it wants to be completely different from you. That's why it's new money. Do you understand? So that causes some conflict with your business model because your business model is everyday people. Everyday jeans, everyday underwear, everyday makeup, right? But the money that you made off those everyday products and those mm, everyday people, (laughs) right? (coughs) Excuse me. Drink it, smoke it, you know. Now, (coughs) excuse me. The money that you made selling those everyday products to those everyday people have put you in a place where you're not everyday anymore. And you, and this is, again, new money, you can't wait to let everybody know that you're not everyday people anymore. Yes, that's why billionaires wear tennis shoes, you know, and people who have $100,000 in the bank wear product. Because you can't wait for people to know. You can't wait for people to know that you're not at the bottom anymore. Okay. Well, for the rest of us peons in the world, we're like, okay, well, I'm buying this Gucci shit because I'm only living once and I want to fucking rock. Okay. I got you. 
Same here, but we don't even we don't even figure into the conversation that I'm having. <laughs> this is way above us. That new money can't wait for you to know that they're not new money. No, that that they have money. That's what makes them new money. Well, what does that mean? That means you start behaving a certain way. You start saying certain things. So the one thing that will always ingratiate you with the ruling class will be to tell poor people that they're not working hard enough. This has been the line of every aristocracy, every elite group, every moneyed group. It's always, you see it in White Lotus very well, where the really rich guy is talking about how, like, you know, people just don't want to work. They're all lazy and making problems. And this is the line. And as soon as you have enough money, this becomes the thinking. One, because you forget where you started, if you ever started there to begin with. Two, because when you dehumanize something, then anything human that that person asks for seems like an affront to you. So today, for example, I was thinking that I would come on here and I would tell you that if you're not offering your Amazon delivery people some water, at least, it's bad. It's bad. Because we know now that Amazon is carrying out some modern-day slavery shit. We know that, right? They're timing their seconds, right? We can expect people to work within seconds because they're not people anymore. They don't have human needs like thirst or hunger or needing to use the bathroom. So when they don't do what they need to within those seconds that you've given them to do you know, a task that a machine probably could do in that much time, but probably not because it requires thinking, well, you're immediately incensed. People just need to fucking get off their asses and work. What is wrong with everybody? Fucking go to work. I had to work. I had to suck dick while my mom told me to do it better. Why don't you have to work? Right? Oh, she left that part out? Oh, my bad. And that's the part you get to leave out when you have money. You get to leave out that the Kennedys were bootleggers. They were drug dealers. That's how the Kennedys made their money. They were fucking bootlegging alcohol. Come on. Right? In a couple of generations, you're not going to remember that the Carters started with this dude in the Marcy Projects selling coke. Okay. It's fine. But you have to immediately remove yourself from where you came from. Do you understand? There are no specials about Jay-Z going back to the Marcy Project. <laughs> None that I've seen. Maybe I'm wrong. And in the same way, you had this bitch go on TV and be like, during a depression, they're telling you it's a recession. It's not. During a depression, where people are losing their homes post-COVID, yo, this is crazy. That's where the match was struck. 
But you know that fire didn't catch because there's constantly water being poured on that fire. And it probably wouldn't have ever caught. Because if you could tell people to their face when they're losing their homes and everything they have from some, you know, an act of God, they had no control over what was going on. If you can stand up in front of God and everybody in the whole world and say, you need to work harder and get off your fucking ass. If that doesn't catch a fire underneath you, in my opinion, at the time, I was naive. At the time, I thought, okay, well, maybe she is bulletproof. Because when I heard that, I was, oh, I don't even know. what. what I was disgusted. I was disgusted. Yo, you're talking to poor people. Like, what are you, <clears throat> you're talking to people who are looking for work and they can't find it. You're talking to people who are getting kicked out of their fucking homes because of predatory lending. Like, what are you doing right now? You remember how your fucking mom wrote in a book that she couldn't buy a tomato or some shit? Bitch, where are you from? Like, what the fuck is going on? How easily we forget where we fucking come from, huh? From Glendale to get off your fucking ass and work in one generation. Mmm, that's tasteful. So what I thought would happen, which would be like a fucking proletariat uprising, I really thought that like people everywhere would be like, you know what, fuck this bitch. But, you know, she Libra'd you, she went out there with like the ponytail and like the, I don't know what ethnicity I am right now. She tried that on for a minute. She tried it on for a minute. She tried it for like... A year? Remember, there was that article, I, like, didn't even see myself in anything until Jennifer Lopez, and, and remember, and Selma Hayek, and then I was like, oh, my God, me, too. I'm beautiful, too. Okay, sure. She was going that way, with the super, super fake tan on the cover of Vogue, right, and the ultra black hair wigs. Yes, yes, and I'm going to wear, like, the braids and the earrings. Yes, I saw it. We saw it. And you know what she realized real quick about that? That's a cute look to try on when you're 20 and you have white skin because you might pull it off for a little while. But baby, if you try to do that in your 40s and you have you don't have skin like we do, ooh, it will age you. That's a that's an extreme look. You know what I mean? You gotta be you gotta have some pretty fierce features. To pull off dark skin and dark hair, let me tell you. And you got to have some ageless skin on top of it, okay? Your skin has to look young. And that didn't catch. And we weren't really buying it. And she gave us the send-off. She gave us the I'm not one of you anymore when she said, get off your fucking ass and work. I used to work like new. Now you work for me. And that's where, to me, the split began. Because you know what we realized in that moment? We realized what kind of boss she would be if we had to work underneath her. We realized what she would be like if she had even more control and even more power. And it was terrifying. Some people have control and power, and they're gracious as fuck. Look at Kris Jenner. Kris Jenner has so much power She's a dream to everyone she meets. 
she's just a jubilee of like happiness and effervescence and energy and she wants to have fun and like am I wrong like nobody has a bad thing anyways and this woman could be strong arming the fuck out of people if she wanted to she could be walking in like fucking Godzilla nope nobody we never know who we are until we get that money and that power we never really know what we're like. Because some of us aren't like anything. We're just a pathetic reflection of whatever's going on around us. There's nothing real to us. And so as the things around us change, we change. If you know someone who came into money and they changed, you're wrong. You just didn't know them. They were always like that. You think I'm surprised that she told poor people during a fucking depression to get off their ass and work? She's a mean high school girl. What else was she going to say? And then when she was pressed on it, she was like, I didn't mean it that way. You guys are dumb. And you guys ate it up. And that was her send off to you. That was her way of saying, I'm not one of you. You work for me now. And then she went about systematically for the next year changing her physical appearance to be one of them. Now, when she did that, y'all were watching carefully because she tried to do it kind of slow. But suddenly, you know, the work was different. Some of the work was gone. Some of the, the hair, the this, the that. And we're all like, oh, oh. 1% it is. Oh, now we're doing venture capital. Oh, okay, all right. And even then, because, you know, this insecure pod of people that, like, really does believe by watching their success story that self-hate will get you everywhere, they were, like, down for the whole thing. They were like, yes, yes, Kimmy, yes, take over venture capital. I saw a tweet where some fucking brain dead bitch was like I just looked at venture capital for the first time because kill yourself I'm sorry like what are you doing here do you know we have a shortage we have water shortages we have air shortages we don't need you here anymore what go to hell honestly I'm so mad at everything go to hell like what do you mean you just looked up fuck you you know, like things like this. No, I'm sorry. When it comes to financial literacy stuff makes me insane. Okay. But you were fine with it. Y'all were down with it. You were Googling venture capital. You know, you were like, yes, come in. And then you forgot. You had that amnesia that you get every time you look at Beyonce. Where you forget that to be inducted into that group, you don't just need money. You need more than just money. Just ask Andrew Tate. Ask Army Hammer. You need more than money. You can't just have money. You have to do something. And if you don't do it, well, then turn your life inside out. Ask Kanye. There is a moment that has transpired here somewhere, and it's all in the subtext. It's between the lines, but we all know it. There was a moment where someone was asked to give up a child. 
And in that moment, somebody said yes and somebody said no. And in that moment, one person was supposed to rocket to ultimate stardom. Marilyn Monroe even. And one person was supposed to be lobotomized and die. Leaving a legacy of billions of dollars still to be made off of his name and his words. The kids would be sold anyway, because that's what the 1% does. Have you ever met someone from those 1% families whose kids aren't fucked up? Because I've been around them my whole life, and I can tell you they're all fucked up. So, that's the price you pay. And you pay it, pl- you pay it publicly. You pay it gladly. Because what you get in return is the summit of every dream you've ever had. Because that's the dream. Those are the dreams you have if you are of no substance. If you are made of nothing and stand for nothing and believe in nothing, then your highest achievement ever is going to be as much money as possible. But there's only so much that you can buy. And after you realize there's only so much you can buy, then you start to realize that there's only certain things you can do that other people with money can't do. So then you start going down that road. And that road ultimately will lead to perversion. And that perversion will ultimately lead to some fucking kid holding a fucking BDSM harness for an infant. Inevitably, it does over and over again. Read that fucking book that I'm listening to right now. The one about the cycles that happen over and over again. Every empire, every government, every group of people. Same cycles again and again and again. Bro, because it's a fucking hologram. It makes sense. It's a game board. It makes sense. Why would you want to? It's like Shakespeare. Shakespeare took like the ten archetypal things that can happen between people and wrote plays about them. Genius. Yeah. Guys and girls fall in love all the time from the wrong side of the tracks or different sides of the thing. I just asked Bollywood. We took Romeo and Juliet. We never looked back. We never made another film about anything again. We were like, Romeo and Juliet, we like this. <laughs> we call it Lala Majnu. <clears throat> yeah, everything happens again and again and again. And when you tell poor people who haven't done anything wrong, bro. They're just normal fucking people. They went to school. Maybe they didn't go to school. Maybe they got master's degrees. You have no idea. You have no idea. Just people. And you reduce their suffering and their poverty and the suffering of their children and the stress they're going to sleep with every night and waking up with every night and the fucking bill collectors that are calling them and having to move out of their home all this fucked up shit and you tell them that they need to work harder you could have just told them to eat cake at least she was poetic about it and she wasn't even talking about cake she thought they were out of bread at the bakery she just thought they should eat brioche what's the issue they'll be they'll be bread again in a few days isn't that how bakeries work that's literally what Marie Antoinette was on Marie Antoinette literally thought the fucking bakery was out of bread and she was like can't they eat brioche for a couple of days I don't know why are they mad (laughs) 
which I fucking love. I think that's amazing. Um, but it just shows. It shows the absolute detachment from reality. No, they're not out of bread for the weekend. They don't have food, bro. They're starving in the streets. And if you make people starve in the streets sooner or later, they will turn on you. And if you haven't fucking figured out that the internet is the streets, ask any black person you know to fill you in. Because I don't know where you've been, but yeah. It's the streets. And if you go on virtual platforms or you have your voice resounding through <coughs> the streets. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Drink something. That echoes. And it echoes for a long time. And it sits in people. At the time when it was happening in France, they knew what she meant. They knew she meant brioche. And it just made them angrier. Like, bitch, do you even know what the fuck is going on? No, she doesn't. She has no idea. You know this is worse, right? This is not Marie Antoinette sitting in Versailles, completely... Uh, removed from society how would she know what's going on she's going to Paris what twice three times a year maybe this is someone who knows exactly what's going on this is someone who's driving through the streets of LA this is someone who's living in the homeless capital of the world right now right I'm trying to illustrate to you that Marie Antoinette would never have said that if she had known that they were just out of food. She didn't know. How much worse is it to know and see and still be heartless enough to tell people to work harder? That was enough for me, but it wasn't enough for you guys. You guys decided to hang in there. I think because you were fascinated with the transformation. I've seen it a lot. It happens to actors a lot. They become famous overnight. And so their transformation happens quickly. Whoever they really were, whoever they would have been if they had had all the money and power in the world, because then suddenly they do, to them at least. It's like a totally different person emerges. It's fascinating to watch. And I think... Some of you were fascinated to watch her go through it. But in like, it was like a sick fascination. You know, already the Kardashians had turned into a hate watch. But what kept saving it and what kept saving them was that the show was controlled by E. And so because the show was controlled by an outside interest, their interest wasn't in making these people look good. Their interest was in getting eyes on the screen and he is very good at that they know what works well I think they thought now that E has trained people to keep their eyes on the screen when we're on we can remove everything that actually makes the show interesting because we don't like those moments they don't make us look very good 
what I'm getting at is that E had from the beginning been cultivating a hate watch. They knew it right from the start. Right? They were like, wow, these people are insufferable. <laughs> Let's watch them be insufferable. I bet other people will watch too. So that went on so long that the Kardashians started thinking, oh, people really like us. Not understanding that that entire show, while E was in control of it, was tongue-in-cheek. None of that was ever designed to make them look good. Every moment of that show is laughing at them, never with them. And in the process became the satire of our time. But they didn't realize that's what they were. So they took the show from there, or, you know, they ended that, and took the concept over here and said, well, we'll just do what they did, except we'll take out all those annoying parts that we didn't want to be shown, which just turns into 30 or 40 minutes or however long it is of promotion. Now, the only thing that made us stomach the promotions at all was that there was this whole other medium that was poking fun at them all the time and showing them in reality as they really are. But now it's just all promotion. There's no reality anywhere to be seen. That is at odds, again, with your business model if you're a reality TV star, but not if you're 1%. If you're a reality TV star, you still need to be somewhat real on TV. If you're part of the 1%, Every episode of the show is just an infomercial for your different products. And that's what it's become. So you can't really be surprised that people aren't watching. Because infomercials, the thing that makes infomercials good is that they're really bad. Infomercials can't be boring. This is just boring. Now, what's interesting about all this is that there's one person in the family who should be not, you know, the most kind of focused on right now and isn't and is actually carving a niche for herself that has nothing to do with what anyone else is doing and is managing with quite good taste to stay in her own fucking lane. Now, I know we don't like Kendall Jenner. Everyone talks about how they don't like her. But I'll tell you what, I'm starting to respect her a little bit. Because gay, straight, whatever's going on with her, I don't even care. None of my business. The brand that she's building is alcohol, so I have like a moral issue with it. But for what she's doing and how she's doing it, and she's just ducking her head and keeping to herself and, and doing her own shit, is very admirable. And I think that we've always saw on the e-show that she was kind of always at odds with the family. Like, she didn't think they were nice people. She doesn't think they're considerate. She doesn't... So I think now that everything is turned into an infomercial, you're beginning to dislike all of them, right? Because they're just promoting, promoting, promoting. But because Kendall is so awkward and unlike the rest of them, that still comes through. So even though you don't like her, it's still funny to watch her because even though E's not poking fun at her anymore, she doesn't realize she's doing it to herself. The rest of them are just being super fake. So it's just like you see them and you're like, I don't want to watch this. This sucks. I don't want to watch this. Boring. Forward, 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 forward. Right? That's what everyone's doing. I know because everyone's telling me. 
But there's still something about Kendall where you're like, okay, I'll watch this. What is she going to say? She's so fucking crazy, this girl. Like, but I think that's very interesting. Because I think what we're going to see now because of the Balenciaga thing is that the irrevocable harm that's been done has to do with using and manipulating other people. So now that that part of Kim's life is on display, she uses other people, she can't really do anything because that is how she moves. So if, if you know what I'm saying? So when someone finds out how you move, then they just looking at you. If you go and look at her comments, every comment is like, we see you and we're not buying it. We're not over it. We see you. We see what you're trying to do. Like once people see you, see, that's what I said. I thought that with that get off your ass and work that y'all saw her. And I was like, okay, okay, there it is. This is what this bitch is like. <laughs> and you guys were like, no, women power, girl boss, you know, go to hell, go to hell. Um, but when this shit happened, it was like day one, the stands were like, say something, come here. Day two, they were like, say, say something, Kimmy. Day three, they were like, oh my God, Kim Kardashian, say something. Like, people are clowning me. I have pictures of you on my page. And people are like, you fucking suck. Take this shit down. That bitch is a pedophile, allegedly. That's what they said in the comment. They said, allegedly, what do you want me to do? You know? Day four, people were like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> Now it's getting a little bit weird. Day five, you got people on TV. Hello, you got newscasters and shit, podcasters, people on TikTok. People started to make a noise. What are you talking about? It's been four days, day, five days. What the fuck, bitch? You got kids. Yo. God says, that when you see someone doing really well and you know they're a really bad person and you wonder to yourself, God, how come you're giving this person all these things? Just know that sometimes the way I punish people is that I give them a lot of rope. And then one day, I pull it all at once. And I string them up for the whole world to see. It took six days to string this bitch up for the whole world to see. Six days. I'm surprised that rope didn't break. You know, Chris Jenner was fucking gnawing at that rope with her teeth. But it couldn't be broken. Do you know what that rope was made out of? Dignity. See, because she fucked with your dignity when she told you that you needed to get up and work. She, she said that you were lazy. She said that you were poor because you were lazy. Now, it's a trope that's been said by the rich since the beginning of time. But every time in every century when the first prominent person says it, it stings. And then she turned around not just, you know, a year later almost and did the most undignified thing possible. She didn't come out and say anything against 
child abuse. <laughs> and here were all these people who were, you know, slightly miffed, I think, by this assault on their dignity, not a year prior. But, hey, you know, who the fuck is she anyway? Fuck this bitch, you know, forget it. I'm not going to spend my time being mad at Kim Kardashian because she thinks that I should get off my ass and work because fuck that bitch anyway. I got better things to do. Okay, I hear you. But those people, over those six days, <laughs> that little wound to their to their integrity, to their dignity, it was sitting there. It was like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because not a year ago, this bitch was telling me that I should fucking work harder. But okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, by day five, they had their bots out there. I mean, it's not like they were going to let this go easy. They had their bots out there all over TikTok saying things like, she has to, she's contract, she'll lose money. That's really interesting because someone who's just opened a VC business and is on the books as being a billionaire can afford to lose that money. So which one is it? Is she a billionaire? That's angel investing, money laundering, allegedly. Who said what? Or is she so hard up that she can't lose a contract that's the same contract like that Alexa Demi has? Like, what? What are you talking about? This is not about a fucking contract. And by day five, as soon as they put that narrative out there, they kept shooting themselves in the foot with this. It was like, from a PR perspective, it was fascinating to watch. And then you have people like me out there with the TT, you know, because that's what I'd be doing. I like the TT, <laughs> the true, true, you know, I don't play these fucking happy horse games. I don't like this bullshit. I don't like this fucking beating around the bush and blah, blah, blah. No, this bitch is fucking foul. Everybody who has any fucking shred of dignity or fucking respect for themselves has been telling you this from jump. This bitch sucked dick to get famous. What's wrong with you? And then you found out that her mom allegedly directed it and you still don't give a fuck because you're nasty. Because you're fucking nasty. Sorry. Ew. Gross. Now by day five when they started with the bots... And they started putting this narrative out there. It was like another shot to the foot. Boom, boom. Because people were like, oh, fuck this. You guys are talking about money at a time like this? Well, that was the foot in the door. Well, yeah, of course they're talking about money at a time like this. Don't you see what they do to their own kids? Mm. Kids, kids, kids. Wait, 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 what? Wait, didn't Kanye just say, wait, wait, what? And that, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else, and all the rest of us, was it. That was it. I don't think anyone realizes it yet. But I'm good at these things. <laughs> I know when something's over. I can feel it. It was over. Because the future's over. Every time you put North in an ad, someone 
And that someone is all of us. Are in the comments like, save North, man. Save her. What kind of hashtag is that to be going around about your kid when she's like nine years old? You don't think that shit is alarming? What do you think people are picking up on? That that's an actual hashtag. Think about this. Think about this. It's over. It's over. Why? Because we are willing to forgive someone for insulting us. We are willing to forgive wounds at our dignity. Upon our dignity. But for some reason... Generation after generation, the elite run into the same problem. The poor will sacrifice everything, but not their kids. And when we see someone doing it, we lose all mercy for them. We lose all understanding. We don't want to know anymore, Kim. We don't care. Because we know you're selling those kids, allegedly. And you work with companies that like to make ads about selling kids. That's what that fucking ad was. Why do you think there was champagne glasses with half-drunk champagne in the room with that child. That's the ads that she offered her kids up to be in. We have such high tolerances and social media has, and especially this family, they have pushed our boundaries so far from normal. They have affected an entire generation of women to cut themselves up in the most dangerous procedure known to man. Cosmetic procedure. And they have pushed these boundaries with no remorse and no responsibility. And I think what we realized collectively is that they would push us right over the edge. Because here we were at the elite's doorstep. And once again, they're asking for the same thing that they're always asking for. Our kids. (laughs) I don't think that new money ever understands what they're signing up for. Because they don't know anyone who has old money. So they know that it's a world you want to run from, not one you want to try to get into. Anyone who comes from old money who has any sense is a loner and doesn't go anywhere near anybody. And the sacrifices you have to make are too big. It costs too much. You know? But I think what we realized was that she was going to walk her kids into that slaughter and she was going to make us 
pay her to do it. And we suddenly felt complicit, you know. I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to watch these fucking TikToks of this kid, like, promoting products. Jesus Christ. Go fucking watch something on your iPad. What the fuck are you doing? Get out of it. Like, what? It's so, it's so abnormal. And the thing that I've noticed about mothers who have teenage girls like this, they all have something in common. They want their teenage daughters to like them. And every time I see a mother around her daughter who wants her daughter to like her, I'm just so cringe that I have to, like, leave. I have to get away. Because, like, this bitch is going to turn into a nightmare. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Bro, hang out in South Asia or in the Middle East for a little while. Learn how to, like, have some power. Please, Jesus Christ. What are you doing? Like, seriously, women from that part of the world, we re we watch how you guys raise girls, and we're just like, what the fuck? No wonder these girls have no power when they grow up. No wonder men can do whatever they want. You see how those two white women reacted in White Lotus when they were being carted around to murder? Literally, she was like, I want to leave. And he was like, no. And she was like, I want to leave. And he was like, no, get in the car. I'll show you, Cicely. And she was like, okay. What the fuck are you talking about? A brown girl in that situation? I'm like, listen, you son of a bitch. First of all, like, <laughs> and called like 30 people over and been like, fucking arrest him. He's fucking kidnapped me. Like, what the fuck? He could have fucking shot that bitch in the head. Oh, anyway. Starts with your mom. But yeah. And there will be many attempts to come back from this. But since the controversy is tied to your children and you can't get rid of your children, the controversy is not going to go away. That's what's so fascinating about this. It's she, she can't get out of it. But the more she like leans into, again, free PR advice, you're fucking welcome. The more she leans into the mom thing, the more we will find it distasteful because that's what happens when you leave and try to come back. No, no, you left. Remember, you wanted to go be a uh, waif blonde and be the elite's plaything. That's why you put the elite playthings dress on, right? That was your way of telling us. So what are you doing back over here now? What do you want? I'm a mom. I'm a cool mom. Okay, we don't care. We know the world. You, we know the puddles you splash in now. They're all full of blood. We get it. Go be over there. You wanted to be over there. You told us that we were lazy. Okay. And we needed to get out. We got it. Bye. You left. What are you doing back here with your kids in tow? Talking about I'm a cool mom. Except me and my black children. We love your black children. And you fucking hate it. That's why you use them like a shield. All the time. <laughs> and they're going to grow up one day. And they're going to see it. Hmm. This karma is never ending. I'm telling you, you cannot fuck up an entire generation of women and having them hating themselves so you can make money off them and get away with it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Especially, and you think that the same shit's not going to happen. You know how karma works. The sins of the father on the son. This is how it works. I'm so sorry to tell you. But if you think that you're going to ruin people's daughters all over the world with your pornographic trash... 
and then it's not going to happen to your kids? All right. People, bad people are always trying to save their kids from their karma. It's so funny. It's like you don't care what happens to other people's kids, but you're so worried about your own. It's so fucked up. But anytime they they try to exploit their kids or use their kids, you know, it's going to be Balenciaga, Balenciaga, Balenciaga. It's not going to go away. It's not going to go away. And, you know, even the Balenciaga thing, it's not done yet. If they, I think they've rescinded the suit, right? If they, <laughs> if they don't pay everybody off, it's over. Because it's, now it's about dignity. I'll tell you like this. If some guy I know or some girl I know came over to my house wearing a Balenciaga sweatshirt and my kid was home, I'd be like, you need to leave. And I don't think I would talk to that person anymore. Because if you want to associate yourself with some shit like this, honestly, you're sus and you're so sus that you definitely can't be around my kid anymore. That's what's happening to her. There's no way out of that. It took six days for her to dig that grave. It's a very deep grave. No one's getting out of that. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Bro, I don't want to associate with something that's associated with that. And it took you six days to figure out that you maybe not, maybe are, maybe won't, maybe will. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking whore. Get out of here. This evil bitch. What are you talking about? Maybe, maybe I talked to the team. What the fuck? What? What? And you tried to chemically lobotomize your... Allegedly, bro. Mmm. Mm-mm. So now, whenever it is that he's going to come out next and say this stuff about the patches and the Ukraine, everyone's going to cry some more. Ooh. And at the same time, all this shit is coming out on Twitter. You see what's coming out, right? You see all the shit that's coming out? You have been lied to. Remember who he told you right before they put him in the hospital? The day before they put him in, what did he say? Google lied to you. Facebook lied to you. Remember? Remember? And what did he say? He said that that Kim has Hillary Clinton a phone call away. Think about that. Think about that. And here she come on the beach with her kids talking about, I'm one of you. I just want to be with my kids. Okay. But I mean, Hillary Clinton's assistant was sacrificing chickens to Moloch in the in the thing. Not allegedly. That really happened. That's in the Panama Papers. You know what I mean? So, but okay. That's cool though. That's the, there's nothing to see there. You see, this is what Gemini's do. Marilyn Monroe still doing it. The lady's dead, and she's still doing it, still cracking the case. You know what I mean? Like, this is how Geminis are. We just expose the truth, and everybody hates us for it. 
Everybody hates us. Nobody likes us. And it's just like a complete mystery to us. Because it's like, wouldn't you rather know? Why do you want to live with your head buried in the fucking sand? It's like it's like Cypher in, in Matrix. Right? I know my brain just thinks I'm eating the steak, but I don't give a fuck. What? What? You should give a fuck. You should care. You should want to stab this motherfucker in the neck. What? Anyway, that's the Balenciaga thing and the Kanye thing and this fucking disaster. It was always a car wreck. It was just a really slow one. You know that. And now, on to way more important things. Oh. If y'all don't run Michelle Obama. (laughs) If y'all don't run Michelle Obama, this man is going to be president. Are you ready for that? I don't think you are. I really don't think you are. These people are mad. And the way Elon Musk is talking about the shit that's going to come out on Twitter. Oh, where are all you cupcakes that were so upset at him? Where'd you go? Now that he's putting all this shit out about the child porn and this and that. You know, the guy who was running the child porn department at Twitter before he fired him is the same guy who was writing essays talking about how they should let teenagers on Grindr because it'll make it easier for them to meet each other. What? Because that's what would have been happening. Where'd all you guys go? You were like, oh my god. Oh my god, free speech. Oh no, it's over. What happened? Now all this shit is coming out about the laptop. (laughs) Wait till you find out what's really on it. Then what? What happened? Y'all are so funny. I mean, the people who bought it the most, shouldn't they be the most upset? Shouldn't you be the most upset because you were the most bamboozled? You were the one, I'm with her. Like, shouldn't Democrats be the most angry at Democrats right now? For all this bullshit and all this tampering? What happens when Elon Musk starts talking about the election? What happens when he still owns Twitter while the election is going on? What happens when all these different means of disinformation can no longer be used and you can't bot your way into bullying everybody? Then what? The world is changing very, very fast. And I'm starting to think that it's, like, glitching, too. The deja vu is extreme. And, of course, the Simpsons knew that Elon Musk would buy Twitter. It's terrifying, really, what could be going on. The thing that I'm leaning towards is the back to the future thing. There's always been something about back to the future that just sat different with me, especially part two. 
if they did get a hold of Tesla's papers, if they did make a chronosphere, if The Simpsons is just some big joke, which at this point I guess we all know it is, right? Then where are we really? The Nazis were really into time travel. Super into it. Is it possible that even now things are being shifted and changed and we just don't know? It makes me think of Dark City, which you should watch before we talk again. There is so much more to say, but I'm not quite so angry anymore. Just really disappointed. There are so many people that I wish were still here and could add to the general discourse of our society. I wish Kurt Cobain was here. I wish River Phoenix was here. I wish the people that were are still here would speak the fuck up. But... We've been left with these remnants and pests and infestations instead. People who just want to take every dollar you've got and not give anything back. Did you know that everything that you buy from Kardashian Closet, the money goes straight into... Chris Jenner's church so they don't have to pay taxes on any of it. Allegedly. There are so many people that should be here and should be saying stuff. At least we still got Kanye. Barely. I hope we still have him. Britney Spears is definitely dead. I don't know who that bitch is, but it's not her. It's not even the same legs. It's weird. I had to go back and watch like shit from like Britney shit from like the 90s, 2000s. Just to be like, because I just like lost track of her. I was never really that big of a fan. Like, I liked some of her songs, and then I was like, okay. I think the last song I liked was I'm a Slave for You, which, like, now I think about it, and it's, like, it's really, really, really bad. But I had to go back and watch some of her stuff, and, like, that's a totally different body type. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know who that lady is. And anyway, if it is her, she's chemically deranged. That's obvious.
I don't know. Somehow, she's like the key to all this. And I know that sounds strange. But if this was like a detective novel, like too many things in too many different ways all point back to Brittany. It's weird. It's really weird. Why are there a bunch of fucking helicopters over my building? Like, what is going on? So random. Anyway, think about it. I got this new mic that I can put on my lapel, so potting is a lot more pleasurable. <laughs> and I'll see you again soon. I love you. It's your girl, DJ Nerd.